0: Welcome to the 114th episode of the Night Shift Football Podcast. It's that time of year. It's very late in the season. We're all uh, very dreary and tired and a bit over it. Last week's episode was called over it. And uh tell you what, we're still feeling that way, aren't we, Tommy? You're here to join me. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, no, no elaboration on that. You're just, you just know, Oh no, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. Misery loves company. Yeah. Let's 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 have some fun. Nice. Cooper's here as well. Uh, it was pretty perky the last few weeks about um, Liverpool's chase for top four, but you've gone a bit quieter tonight. How are you doing? Football sucks, dick. Yeah. I'm glad I'm we really... all agree that football sucks. Yeah. yeah, I'm really sick of this fucking sport. <laughs> nice. Well, let's talk about it all night. Um, last week, we recorded the night before, hours before Man City's annihilation of Real Madrid. Um yeah, wow. I'm not sure. Did anyone actually predict this or did I predict this maybe or did anyone? I don't
1: know? Oh, oh, you want to self-congratulate, do you?
0: Rewind to last week. It wasn't really a prediction, I think. Um, Are you afraid? Afraid of what? Afraid of Manchester City scoring four goals every time they go on the pitch. Every single time. Um, Cooper's sitting there looking blankly, I know, because he doesn't usually talk about anything other than Premier League. But since this is a Premier League team, maybe you have some insights for this. Yeah, it's like a a fusion dish. You would have been up and watching this, surely. Yeah, I watched it. Um,
2: Ruthless, terrifying, and I'm really scared for Inter Milan. If they're capable of of doing this to Real Madrid. Everyone's um, scared. Can you imagine? I'm just like, have this image of just getting pants like 6-0 in a Champions League final. Yeah.
1: It wouldn't be the, well, It wouldn't be the worst Champions League final defeat, I think. There was a 7-0. I'm not sure who was it between, but 6-0, yeah. That'd still be devastating, right?
0: In Turin, I have no choice but to go out for this classic Italian part of the bus style and try to hit one on the counter, aren't they? Well, that's I guess that's pretty much what everyone has to do against City, isn't it? Is that the way I was listening to a pod and they were asking like, why hasn't anyone figured out how to break
1: down this pep city side? Like Klopp maybe went the closest, um, but is, yeah, maybe the answer is just being crazy, um,
0: just rich? hardworking
1: out of possession. No, not, not crazy rich, but like <laughs> maybe you just, you actually need to fill every space that you possibly can in your defensive third and just set in and see what happens and try and block every shot and,
0: ride your luck a little bit. Yeah. I'm excited about the idea, but it's a grim watch for most neutrals, but I don't mind it. Um, I think in this, you'd give it an excuse, even as a neutral, hopefully, because you'd be like, okay, they're going to go
1: ultra defensive. It's like, a sh- it's a shitty tactic, but it's still a tactic, isn't
0: it? It's a tactic, sure.
1: It can um, be entertaining.
0: I don't see what, what other option there is. You know, Inter do not have the quality to match the city. No one really. Do- we just saw they've dismantled the Champions League kings of the last could we say decade or you know half decade. Like you know, when did they? When did you know uh Real Madrid start this run of Champions Leagues? It was like twenty fifteen ish, twenty fifteen maybe. This I is don't a know. question off the top of my head, but yeah, It'd be nearly be nearly ten years. It's been a long time. Yeah. Um But there we go. End of an era, maybe, for the likes of Luka Modric and Karim Benzema. Uh, Real Madrid have still got some guns in that team. Some younger ones, but they've got some replacement work to do, I think. And we talked about last week, City just looked like they're on the verge of being able to win every trophy within sight for the next 10 years. And um, they've on the same week, they've also wrapped up the Premier League after Arsenal's capitulation at Forest. Uh, City beat Chelsea, and it's just another title in the bag. And it seems... Weirdly quiet for a team being crowned champions. Mm, quiet in what sense? Media wise, or as in the football world, seems a little quiet
1: at the moment mm, about it. Just a little used to it, maybe. Or potentially, there's 115 reasons outstanding as to why we shouldn't
0: celebrate them as champions yet. Potentially, um, yeah. I was talking to someone on the weekend who said, uh, "Listen to the show." Saying it just like he doesn't really care if City keep winning it because it just feels irrelevant anyway. Like I think you and I always say this, like you know, so so they should, so they should win it. Yeah, um that's it. I want to be careful yeah. of just sticking down that route though because I guess there's two ways to look at uh, City's dominance lately, and I guess one is that cynical approach of well, of course they should. They spent all that money. Look at look at their Resources and um, the squads they've been able to put together over the last decade mm-hmm. or so. Uh, the other way to look at it is, you know, they are also uh, from a purely footballing point of view, they have the best players, and those players are brilliant to watch at times. And they have uh, Pep, who we've we've butted up quite a bit the last few months as being one of the greatest of all time with his tactical innovations. But we have to go down that route a little bit, don't we? Give some praise. It's it's, cra-
1: it's it's crazy uh, contradictory to them because I, I feel very much that I don't enjoy watching them because it's like this superstar assembled franchise. Well, they're not a franchise team, but in the sense that there's huge financial backing, massive sponsorship deals. Yep. They jam all the good players together. They get the super coach. Uh, but then on the other hand, they've done it so well. And it's like they really are great to watch. And they're so dynamic and perfect in their action and they really play football and they continue to innovate and do different things as well as like the best team. And so, yeah, I'd, like, I think we should be able to get caught up in how good they are like the season KDB's had and, you know, Harland obviously breaking every record there is known to man. And then you know, you've know you just got all these phenomenal players, John Stones and Rodri and Myers, and you can just rattle them all off. Like look at their bench on the week against Chelsea on the weekend. Is that not just like the most insane bench you've ever seen assembled? Is it just, or is it like a massive fuck you to like the idea of competition more generally? They're just like, here you go. Look at this second team. They're going to go out and they're going to smash 600 million pound Chelsea.
2: Yeah, that's a, it's the 600 million pound Chelsea thing is a good point in comparison to this though. Um, in another com- immensely relevant conversation during the week, Sam, I know you spoke about how they seem to just like they they put the foundations out really early when they got this money and, and they laid the foundations to be a very good club for a, a very long time and they've been very good at just refreshing the squad like just add one or two guys each year and know when it's time to let one or two guys go and it just they just do it well and, and Pep does everything well like my point during the week that you know most ex players that are high profile ex players do start at the top of the management tree. You know, people go Pep's always had the money, but, you know, Lampard jumped straight to the top and and so many others have and they they fail, but Pep hasn't. So why shouldn't he keep being brought in by clubs that have all these assets and, you know, letting him
1: win them trophies?
0: Any response to that, Tommy?
1: Oh, no, like, no I'm totally on board with that. I, t- I agree with all of that. I think Pep's great and... Is there any reason to see him try and get, like, leads promoted to the Premier League? Like, would anyone... Would that make him any more, uh, I don't know, important or influential or, like, good as a manager to do that because he doesn't have that really on his roster because he's always been domination bastard, domination buy I don't know. I don't think that makes him any better of a manager. And so I'm like... I, I don't even really read or see... Do people still slate Pep? Like, surely he's just... He's just now known as, like, the guy.
0: <laughs> I'm sure they do, Maybe but I the think best. there's, you know, those people are hiding some insecurities, I mm. think, if you're still uh, slating Pep at this point. Um, tell you one player in this City lineup that I can really get around. Uh, we'll talk about his former club shortly, but Ilkay uh club captain the man ha- city this season having an absolute How do you want to pronounce it gundawan <laughs> i've always gone Gundogan just because it's it's a g interesting <laughs> but i don't know what the little uh the little notation above the g is meant to make it uh commentators say Gundavan, so i guess that's it now nah, what do they know let's put it out to our to our facebook people hard g or do you want to go
1: for the spanish juan Okay, good chat about uh Ilkay there then. Good.
2: Thanks. Were we um were we going somewhere with the with the Ilke chat or were you leading us off, Sam? Or was there No, nah, I was just
0: uh, I was just wanted to praise him a bit for being an absolute gun and having a ripper of a season. I think it flies under the radar a bit that he's club captain and leading them to all these trophies at the moment. I think he seems to be their the Mr. Clutch as well, their Mr. Big Time.
2: His last season, this season, he really seems to stand up in the last ten to five weeks of a season late stages of the Champions League, finding goals. And, you know, that game the other week, he's got two great goals to his name, scored in back-to-back weeks. And last season, he was the guy that got it all going against Aston Villa on the final day. Just a... You can see why he's in a team full of million-dollar superstars. You can see why he's
1: the leader, why he's the guy. Mm. The ever-reliable, the Steven Gerrard of Manchester City side... (laughs) why he you do well, it? He give, doesn't he kind of give that vibe though? I mean, you take away like who he is and the attachment to Liverpool or whatever, but the way that he operates in this city side, I feel like it's super similar and with the leadership quality embedded into that as well. Because his ability to pull City out of the fire in situations is just, it's remarkable. And he did it for Dortmund
0: as well. Just like he's, he's a big time player. Yeah. Love him. Um, I'm going to talk about his former club now because, well, not – a little bit I'm going to talk about that league Bundesliga it's coming down to the final week uh this rollercoaster of a season has uh had another turn in it another loop uh Bayern Munich went down on the weekend at home to RB Leipzig which meant that the following day Dortmund had the opportunity to go top against uh away to Augsburg and they didn't blow it they won 3-0 so Dortmund go into this weekend top of the table um were they like two points ahead. Uh, a draw won't be good enough if Bayern win because goal difference is well in Bayern's favour. So uh, Dortmund do need to win. They're at home to Mainz. Bayern are away to Cologne. And oh my God, I'm so nervous about this, but I really want Marco <laughs> Royce to win a Bundesliga.
1: Hashtag do it for Marco. I, it's, I can't believe that Dortmund didn't screw it up. That's I think that's my favorite part in this whole sequence now is that they had the chance and they've fucking taken it. And now there's one game to go, one win. I mean, I look at both of these fixtures and both Bayern and Dortmund should win, shouldn't they?
0: They should both win, yeah. Um, especially at home. I've, I've got a few different points. Um, I think, firstly, on Dortmund's win on the weekend, there wasn't much of a celebration after, which I think is key to their mindset at the moment. I think they know they've blown it a couple of times and they're very lucky to have this opportunity and now they've got it again, but obviously nothing's set. They've still got to go out and win this week. They haven't won anything yet. Um That's crucial. Gary Neville Gary Neville would be really pleased with that. Keeping the composure. Because he's that's, a wanker and he's boring. That's levels. Um, Sebastian Haller, who's a striker, I'm not a huge Ban of at this level of football, uh, when you're trying to win a title, popped up with a crucial goal, uh, goal at nil, all, um, with a well taken touch and then hit across the keeper that just kind of they've just kind of been missing at times from him this season. But if he's going to show up and time, his run at the right moment, then that's handy. Um...
1: Did you see? Did you see the um the football ramble uh, after in the wake of this? Because Sebastian Haller obviously got a crucial double in this game. Yeah, and there was like uh, there was a foreign broadcast somewhere. It was still English speaking, and they pulled it out. And <laughs> the broadcaster was making the point: it's incredible to see what Hal has done, coming back from uh, beating cancer and also recovering from a hamstring injury. <laughs> what <laughs> I just thought: like, why the fuck would
0: you say the hamstring injury part? Like yeah. the
1: story's in the cancer, dude. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we don't need to, yeah, many a many a footballer have come back from a hamstring. Um the buying game, I don't know if either of you saw this one, but Bayern went 1-0 up in the first half through NABRI. Um they then had so many great chances that they would often just take and put away and bury this game. They didn't um it, it wasn't until the 65th minute that Leipzig got one on the counter-attack to make it one Also, you know, Bayern, this is Bayern's last home game. They're all pretty up and about. The stadium's pumping them in their stupid sponsored seats. Um, Lima scores, makes it 1-1. And then uh, Nkunka, who was instrumental in this game, scored the second from the penalty spot. And then they got a third also from the penalty spot to win 3-1. And it was really weird feeling this... um, you could sense the air being sucked out of a state. I know that's a bit of a cliche that gets used a bit, but you could really sense it even on TV. Like just the Bayern fans have like had such a, st- a strong grip on the Bundesliga for so many years now. And this one, I guess it's still not gone, but they just they could just feel it getting sucked away as Leipzig battered in these goals. That
1: would be a really interesting sensation. Like supporting a side that just consistently wins, 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 and then getting to the point where you're 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 not seeing them do that. Like mm. I've never experienced that. That's not that's not what I personally get out of football. Um that yeah. Sucked in. <laughs>
0: Eat it. Um a really fun part of this also is uh I guess it'll be more fun next week once we know the result of the Dortmund game. But Marco Rosa, who is in charge of RB Leipzig, was Bruce Dortmund's coach last season and <laughs> was let go nice. after one year. Um, he's gone to Bayern and got the result that could give them a title and it could give my boy Marco Royce a Bundesliga finally, I hope. Please let it happen. I've got a lot of other stuff I want to talk about with Borussia, but I think it's a wait till next week to see if they do win this league because um, yep. do that. they have a squad of players that are... Some of their, I guess the the store the narrative of a lot of these players is kind of hanging by this, you know, this kind of result that's coming up next week. So, uh, if anyone's interested in those, that Be in sport I haven't put mm-hmm. out the schedules yet, but I'd imagine the Borussia game will be the one televised. All the Bundesliga games kick off at eleven thirty, South Australian time, Saturday night. So, if anyone's interested in that, check it out. Chill All right, on. cool. Um. What have we got next? Juve, 10 points, gone. Tommy, they've done it again, the second time they've this done- <laughs> season. <laughs> they've gone back to the X. <laughs> it's a terrible idea. I can't... Like, I woke
1: up this morning and saw that they had lost 10 points this time, and I, I was like, uh, for the
0: same thing? For different things? Yeah. Who... What? What is going on? Does anyone, anyone know? No, nah, I didn't even bother reading about it. I just we spoke about this when it happened originally uh when they got their points back that it was like why why did they make such a rash decision to take points off only to then have to reinstate them later and then potentially have to take them away again and that that potential to take them away has come come around and they've lost ten and now they're they're also out of the Champions League because uh Cooper I think you mentioned this one earlier but they got battered by Empoli this weekend 4-1 which yeah on top of that 10-point deduction, that means they are out of the Champions League race. Yeah, Empoli 4-1 like overnight. That. Yep, nailing the
2: nailing the Aventus coffin all of a sudden from second place all the way down to seventh again and right out of the race. Um, I don't know if either of you saw it, but there was a clip um, of the Empoli centre-back at 3-1 with about 10 minutes to go walking past Dushan Vlahovic going, 80 million, 80 million, <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> and I just... I'm you know, i going to take thorough enjoyment out of watching Juventus finish in a hell of a fail of a position at the end of this season. It's long overdue and it's another one of those teams we've been waiting ever so gracefully to fall when
0: it's finally come. Mm. What um, what amount of goals do you think, like for someone like Dusan Vlahovic, going from Fiorentina to Juve for 80 mil, what sort of goal tally would you be hoping to get in return for that? 20th like season? Where, yeah, where, where are they primarily playing him? Is it up top? It's a striker, yeah. Flat out striker, nothing else. Yeah, yeah you'd be saying definitely 20s for sure. He has 14 goals in all competitions this season. That's uh, that's 40 appearances. He's more expensive than Haaland. Yeah. He has 10 league goals and 27 appearances, three in the Europa League, one in the Champions League. That's not that great. Do you have his Fiorentina stats at hand? Because he he was ripping it up, uh, and he
1: was definitely the
0: next piped beast. And I can probably get them if you give me has, one second. If you keep has he lived something.
1: up to it? Probably not. Is this? This, Is you, yeah.
2: this could be very surface level vibe based, and it's probably a question for you. It seems, Finally, it seems to be it seems to be a common Serie A trait: the guys <laughs> smacking it around for. Bottom half sides go to these bigger teams and don't necessarily take the leap. Uh,
0: yeah, I I I don't know. I think that is vibe based. I think like guys like Raspadori and uh, that he moved to Napoli this year wasn't really like a straight up starter, but Vlahovic was like, you know, I tipped him to score bags of goals this year. He looked like a star for Fiorentina. Um, I think Juve. For whatever reason, like they have been a real up and down team this year. Um, I'm not sure. They're like the problems he's had on the pitch. Vlahovic has been entirely on him. I think Juve themselves are pretty. They're pretty tactically ordinary, and they've been. They get out of jail a lot by having quality individuals, you know. Um, but yeah, mm. I've got it here. He got. 29 goals in all competitions last season for Fiorentina. That's that was probably what you want. So that's, what, 15 more goals, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's probably what you want. I would I would say to Coop, it's not entirely confined to Serie A, like Andy Carroll to Liverpool is probably one good example. Uh, Christian Benteke to Liverpool is probably a good example. You can pick them out everywhere, these Guns for the lower half sides going to the top half sides and
0: um, not really finding their feet in their lineup. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mentioned last week or maybe the week before I was talking about the worst signings this season in Italy, and Vlahovic probably isn't in that. I mentioned the other one. I mentioned was De Catale from AC Milan, who's yeah, he's still young, but he just looked. It looks so ordinary and has had no impact and cost a little bit of money the other one was Paul Pogba who has made 10 appearances this season for Juve just 10 um, and then I think you probably put Vlahovic in that mix just purely for the price tag mm, Uh,
1: rough I mean he scored some goals I mean he's contributed a little bit
0: yeah 14 <laughs> as a main man
2: yeah, they're not they're not a team that score a lot of goals though. Um like you said, tactically a bit rubbish, play a lot of real negative football. Um, I know we don't do a lot of a lot of gambling chat on the pod, but I was looking at a, a multi overnight with a friendler, la- uh last night and
0: oh friend yeah uh, oh, when,
2: when i suggested juventus as a leg he was like oh you know should we take should we have a look at taking juventus minus one handicap and i had a look at their recent fixtures and they hadn't, hadn't won a game by more than a goal in the last eight fixtures
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what are the odds of juicy <laughs> they're just not particularly good um while we're on them though, they have uh what's well they got knocked out of the Europa League in the same week. So within a matter of days, they've been knocked out of the Europa League by Sevilla. They've been taken out of Champions League contention by Empoli and the governing body. So um You know I what don't they'll have prob- a whole lot of sympathy. They'll, pro- they'll probably get these points back, Sam. You reckon? Well, they've come back once. Yeah, I know. It feels like this time they went through the process though and Got it sorted. Um, I guess we'll talk about the Europa League final when it comes around. But um, Juve, like I said, knocked out by Sevilla. Roma went through over Leverkusen. So it's a leverkusen sevilla final. Uh, Sevilla just love this competition, don't they? (laughs) They were having an absolute stinker of a La Liga season for about two-thirds of it. And then they just pop up in this one. Uh, That final will be held at the Pushkas Arena. Say um, it's a Roma-Sevilla final
2: as well, not a Leverkusen-Sevilla final.
0: Isn't that what I said? <laughs> it's a version of what you said, yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't know. It's pretty late, man. I'm lost. I'm tired. Um, while we're doing it, we may as well just talk Conference League as well. Uh, do you want to tell us who's playing in that one before I fuck it up, Cooper? <laughs> do I need to Is... look it up first? I know it's West Ham. You idiot.
2: Fiorentina.
0: Really,
2: Fiorentina. Really with... There you yeah. go.
0: And
1: they're in. Oh, the the Italians have done so well.
0: Yeah, Fiorentina knocking out Basel uh, from Switzerland and West Ham knocking out Alkmaar in the Netherlands. Um, do we need to give airtime to the nonsense I, that went I on just, last um, week? I just want to
2: let West Ham supporters listening, if you exist, know that this competition is so irrelevant that when I just googled <laughs> conference league final, I got a score for the Denver Nuggets, Los Angeles Lakers, NBA conference semifinal or conference final that was played today. Oh.
1: I don't know
0: if that highlights how irrelevant the UEFA conference league is. That sounds very Lakers like a pretty big global deal. Sounds, sounds and, very and, direct and West ham are though. not a pretty big global deal. It's, no, they're not.
2: They're not they're not massive. <laughs> they are not fucking he- massive everywhere they go.
1: Well uh, they're pretty big. I mean they beat leads, didn't they? That's a difficult that's a difficult thing to do.
0: Yeah. All right. Spurs, Brentford. Spurs <laughs> took a 1-0 lead. Harry Kane with a monster mm. free kick goal. Uh, then they just blew it like they do. They went all Spursy, and Brentford got the win. Who's got this?
2: Harry Kane thought he was Trent Alexander-Arnold with a little backwards roll ball, ball, ball roll free kick. Scored a goal. Congratulations, Harry. You fucking flat-track bully. You've done it again. <laughs> Scored one and then watched your team lose. Um, Spurs, right?
1: Spurs, yeah, Spurs. it's just wild to see them continually play this out week on week on week, and they just refuse to fix it. Or, I mean, it comes down to mentality, doesn't it? Really, they're just there to be beaten. It doesn't matter what circumstance of the game, they can be 2 0 down at half time, come back a little bit, still get beat, they can go ahead, they still get rolled over by. A Brentford team that you know maybe they're shooting for Europe. They've got something to play for, but so do Spurs. If you on good side Brentford, but oh, you know. Tom, as a
2: as a lead supporter, mm. you know what one game to play could still you know small sniff of survival. If I told mm. you that I'd give you the opportunity to play Spurs instead of playing West
1: Ham on the weekend, would you take it? I would have taken Spurs on the weekend. Hell yeah! I would love to have played them first, but you know, I in saying that like West Ham were there to be beaten as well. So there's a lot of these teams that are just, they're kind of milling around now waiting for the end of the season. Spurs, they weren't one of them. And I don't, I don't, I just don't see where they go from here. I mean, they are rumored with Arnie slot, the fire Nord manager. He's, he looks like a good manager, but does he, is he going to be supported by the structure of the club to succeed? I, I don't know. Probably not.
0: Man, United you know beat Bournemouth one 0 Um, Seals, Champions League football for them. Is this a big deal?
1: Yes. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> of course it is. I mean, it's like extra revenue. I mean, they get the 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 prestige of being, you know, in the Europeans' top flight again. And by, by all means, sure, they, they deserved it in a season where the other two main competitors didn't really show up. I mean, one didn't show up at all. One only just showed up right at the last minute and couldn't quite get there. Sure. They yeah. kept some clean sheets defensively okay.
2: Yeah, David De Gea wrapped up the golden glove on the weekend most men United are gonna finish the season with the most clean sheets out of any Premier League team.
0: Yeah. It's uh he cops a lot of shit, this guy, doesn't he? But mm. still is showing up, getting it done, goes under the radar. I think just when he does make a mistake, it's just so massively highlighted. Um he seems to make like the mistakes he does make are pretty glaring, but um overall it's still a mm. pretty handy keeper you'd love to have in goal you'd want him over Meliard for sure wouldn't you uh yeah
1: probably um I think like when he makes a mistake with Man United it's highlighted more because they're they don't score as many goals as they possibly should so it's and always the Man flip of. yeah ma- maybe bad. but that it doesn't
0: really carry as much weight as it did 10 years ago I think it still carries a fair bit of weight um Fulham drew Palace two all. I don't think anyone even knew it was on. Liverpool drew with Villa one all, and that put a put a real end to your charge, didn't it, Goop? Yeah, charge over. Um, looks like we're winning the Europa League next season.
2: Um,
1: well, that'll be fun.
2: Yeah, thrilling. I can't wait to watch us play on Thursday nights or Friday mornings, whatever it is. Um, I won't be.
1: It'll it'll fill in the only day that you didn't have to watch a football game so that you'll just be booked out now for the entire week. Isn't that wonderful? Nah. Huddersfield on Monday, <laughs> Liverpool on Friday. <laughs> How many streaming services am I supposed to have? To have? <laughs> <laughs> well, since Beans left KO, I guess. I'm not sure now.
2: <laughs> nah, nice, for, nice for Bobby to get one last Anfield goal. It's very emotional scenes with him leaving around Anfield after the game. Would have been nicer if he... He had a win to take with him and we were going into the last game of the season with more to play for. But, you know, we've done Liverpool to dead in the last few weeks, talking about how you just take what you get at the end of this season and, and move on to to the next because there's still quite the possibility we could be dangerous next season. But, you know, it is what it is. And props to Villa, man. They've been a good side and they probably should have won this game. They've been a really good side for the last, probably the second half of the season. They're going to finish in the top, top half of the table quite easily. Yeah, just really
0: well-managed under Emery. Good side. It was a good game of football. Cool. Uh, Wolves drew with Everton 1-0, and it could be a crucial point for Everton, but I guess it all comes down to the final fixtures. Um, Nottingham Forest had a win against Arsenal that kind of gets them out of that zone, doesn't it? It gets them... Are they safe now? They're locked out. They're safe. Yeah. Were they already? Or did that... No, that that win did it, didn't it? That win Yeah, that
1: Yeah, that win signed it up for them, yeah. yeah that Thanks. was...
0: Thanks for nothing,
2: Arsenal. Am I right? Yeah, I know. Oh,
1: God, hashtag thanks for nothing. I don't I don't begrudge Nottingham. They've they fucking clawed and fought for everything in this game. And they look like a side that desperately wanted to survive. And their home fans were like it was one of those really cool games where you're like the whole crowd is cheering a massive tackle or someone hoofing the ball clear. Like it's one of those you're just
0: clinging on for dear life. And yeah, I just I was
1: I was pleased to see it, even though it consigns Leeds.
0: That's uh twice in a row, Forrest have won at that ground against Arsenal. They knocked them out of the FA Cup there last season from memory, one with the same scoreline. Um West Ham three, Leeds one, Leeds took a lead early. It looked like they were maybe gonna fight for this, but uh the group chat quickly deteriorated Tom, as Leeds capitulated once again.
1: As it so often has this season, um, Luke Ayling said after the game that the players don't feel fit anymore. Oh, like, dear, I just <laughs> that may explain the second half capitulation. Like you said, uh, I don't know. Yeah, this great. is this is a this is a group of players that you can't even be fucked yelling at. Like I don't, yeah. I don't care about these guys. These guys suck.
2: Does it does it sum up Leeds this season that one of the best
1: goals you scored all year came directly from a long throw? <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it so Allardyce? They're they're good throws, McKenny. But this this stat's even better. Thirty five million pounds, Brighton are going to pay for him. He's had eighteen appearances, zero goals, one assist,
0: and the one assist was that long throw on the weekend. Huge. Um. Brighton be Southampton 3-1. I'm not sure it matters anymore, but uh, Southampton, long gone. Uh, Brighton, just a bit of up and down lately, but their ups, are their highs are really good. Um, we've already talked Man City beating Chelsea. We don't need to talk Chelsea anymore either. Um, but Newcastle, this is a story. Grabbed a little draw with Leicester. Um, Tom, you won't want to praise Eddie Howe because you're being uh, cynical about it, but Newcastle sure. have qualified for Champions League, and that's 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 big for them. That is, they uh, be
1: heading to the Champions League. Can't wait. I see, I see what you did there. Uh, it's a classic oily rags to stolen riches story. I'm so so pleased for them.
2: I just we're not going to spend another ten minutes doing this, but I'm still just utterly dumbfounded that you don't think this is an achievement.
1: Not what? No, not whatsoever.
0: He was happy to praise Man United for making the Champions League just a moment ago, but won't praise Newcastle United for making the Champions League. That's This is where I draw the line moralistically. I'm pandering
1: to our Manchester United audience, too.
0: Moralistically. Okay. So you're okay with uh, American money, but not Arab money?
1: Uh, well, I mean, the, what American
0: gov- the American government don't own
1: a football club. When
0: they commit war crimes? Do they?
1: Yeah, but we're talking about like bad? you're talking about like a Isn't state everyone bad? literally owning. Yeah, of course, everyone's bad. I mean, the fucking the lead CEO on the weekend was in Italy looking to buy a new club. He's like already jetting out, ready to go. Like, there's no loyalty, there's no ethics in football. Of course not. But I just, I feel like now, like, we just, it gets to a point where you just got to stop. And you just got to draw the line and this is it. This is the one. I think any more state-based, like it's the same thing with PSG. That's why we give them shit. Any more of these state-funded ownerships of teams, like this is a really bad path to keep trading down.
0: Oh, wait till he hears about Live Golf. Tell you what. Um, <laughs> I, un- for no. one, I for one can't <laughs> wait to see Champions League football at St. James Park next season. What about you, Coop? Yeah, I think it'll be great.
2: Um, something different. It's just nice too. Um who knows whether they get out the groups, but, you know, it's going to be a big a big off-season for Newcastle in terms of what they do to just strengthen this side and go again. They don't want to necessarily do that classic one season way better than the rest and just fall off, and And I don't think any of us think they're going to, um, but I'm pretty fascinated to see whether it be in negative fashion or not. I'm pretty fascinated to see what they do this off-season. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything on Leicester, Harry Sutar back into the lineup and they keep a clean sheet. But besides of the Sutar part of that, they've had three centre-backs between Faze, Evans and Sutar that they've been trying to choose between since January. And the genius behind the wheel of this team finally thought, hold on, how about we just fucking put all three of them out there and see if we can stop conceding <laughs> goals and all of a sudden they're alive again? How about we just park the bus like the shit team we
1: are and try and stay in this league? <laughs> Sean Dyche learnt a pro- oh no not Sean Dyche um fucking Dean Smith learnt a proper five three two like <laughs> he's been so resistant to it and it's like you don't need to have fullbacks that pushed ahead of your three like you can actually just sit five in there across the box and it works a treat.
0: <laughs> All right, shall we move on to? I want to. We'll wrap it up in a sec. Let's just look ahead to this weekend's fixtures because. Um, the final day scrap for relegation is on um, there's still there's 12 games left to be played because Man City play Brighton, uh, Man United play Chelsea, they have a game in hand still with those teams and then the last round of fixtures sees Arsenal play Wolves, Villa, Brighton, Brentford City, Chelsea, Newcastle Palace Forest, the key ones Everton, Bournemouth Leeds, Spurs Leicester, West Ham and then there's also Man United, Fulham, Southampton, and Liverpool. Tommy, every team down there has mm. managed to piss you off by scrapping points by beating Spurs. Is that story going to continue? And Leeds will grab some points to stay up by beating Spurs. I reckon we do beat Spurs, but
1: we don't stay up. Ooh, that would be the cruelest irony, and the fun- it would be the funniest way for us to go down as well.
0: Ever. Yeah,
2: I I don't know if you beat Spurs or not, but I can I can see it happening, and I can see you going down. Um, I think Goodison Park's going to be an absolute fortress for Everton on the weekend, and you know it's only Bournemouth and yep. and they're not playing yeah. for much. They should be too good, yeah. and unfortunately for Leeds, Leicester go up against a West Ham side with nothing to play for, who have a European final to attend to, and it's probably going to be a pretty. A pretty dim West Ham lineup. So it might just be, mm-hmm. you know, a case of too little, too late, even if you do get a result.
1: Oh, it leads it down. I mean, that, no wins in the last eight, I think just sums it up. You're in a relegation fight and you can only manage two points in like out of 24. You, we, we just, we don't deserve to stay up at this point. And I'm so, I'm so ready for them to just relegate us because. I, all I was saying the whole time was we're safe until we're not, we're safe until we're not, and now this is the weekend that we're finally not safe, and it's like, well, we're down then because we're not yeah. going to get anything.
0: Um, I think Leeds are done as well. I think down you go. Um, Leicester looks like they're going to join them, though, so former Premier League winners Leicester down the drain. Mm.
1: That's such a shame as well.
0: Um, I think it, we mentioned we talked about it last week, but last week. there's a potentially good exodus of players there that um, some teams will be looking to snap up. I think from Leicester, I don't know about Leeds, um, but sure, good luck with them. Who wants who wants League One ailing? Anyone? <laughs> Cheltenham, Cheltenham or someone? now does, does anyone want to get
1: Eugenio Rutter off of us? We'll take I don't know a fiver that Sam
0: Adelais can five on the yeah. ground. Um, all right, we might leave it there. A uh, bit of a scrappy one this week. We we're all over the place. It's that time of year, we're all tired. We've all had a bit enough. Um, a bit enough. See, I don't even know what to say anymore. This that's is the name joke. that's yeah. it. That's the name of the pod. A, bit, a enough. bit enough. Yeah, done. That's this week's episode. 114, a bit enough. Uh are we doing a red edition, boys? Just a quick one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We should, we'll quickly we should do duty we'll quickly,
0: to quickly cap off Adelaide United's um second leg against Central Coast. Uh so stay tuned for that one. Bye.